You have to know what's in your customers' minds. What do they really want? What is holding them back? Why wouldn't they want to move forward on something like this? What objections do they have? You write them all down. And I always like to think about it like this, Jacques. You're in a courtroom. You got to prove your case to the jury. When you're proving your case to the jury, that's the webinar. If you do it correctly, the jury votes in your favor. Regular people are taking their knowledge and content, packaging it up in an online course, and they're making a living doing it. But not everyone is successful with online courses. There's a right way and there's a wrong way. And I'm here to help course creators actually succeed with online courses. Hi, I'm Jacques Hopkins, and this is The Online Course Show. What's going on, everyone? I'm Jacques. I'm the host of The Online Course Show, and welcome in. Look, I got to tell you, we've been having some awesome guests here lately, and today is no exception. I know I'm biased, right? It's my my podcast, but I've really been enjoying speaking with the guests uh, lately, not that I haven't historically, but I think I think we're on a really good roll here of of guests and takeaways and all that. And like I said, today is no exception. Today you're going to hear from Paul Noel, aka Paul the Trombonist. You can find his stuff at paulthetrombonist.com. And of course, he has courses on trombone, but he's also got higher end courses where he specifically helps musicians put together high ticket. Offer. So he's got kind of multiple businesses, multiple offers happening. But I got to tell you, this is a master class on webinars. Paul is a webinar junkie. He is a webinar enthusiast. He is a webinar tweaker and a huge believer in webinars. And he shares with you what is working here in 2023. It is awesome. I first came across Paul a couple of years ago and I went through one of his webinars at paulthetrombonist.com just because I was, you know, he, he was out there. I saw him in a lot of places and I wanted to see how he was doing things. I was funnel hacking him, if you will. And right from the very beginning of his webinar, the one I was watching at the time, I don't even remember if it was for his trombone course or something else. But I remember watching that webinar right from the bat, he hits you with testimonials. He'll talk about, you know, John got this amazing result. And then Sally got this amazing result. And, and Jimmy got this amazing result. And what did they all have in common? Well, they all, you know, went through this very training you're about to sit through. And that really hooked me in right from the very beginning. And ever since then, I've had a couple of really impactful testimonials right at the very beginning of my webinar. And I think that just adds to the credibility and social proof right from the very beginning of your webinar. They're not videos. They're just short, but but very punchy and impactful testimonials at the beginning. And I learned that from Paul back a couple of years ago, not by talking to him, but by going through his webinars. And then he does explain that in a little more detail here in this conversation you're about to hear. You'll hear him compare his webinars to, he's trying to make it like action movies. You know how action movies usually start with with some amazing action scene and, and they're just, they're always keeping your attention and that's what he's trying to do. He talks about, you know, looping stories and you heard at the very beginning of this episode, him compare webinars like you're trying to convince a jury of your case. So like I said, this really is just a masterclass of webinars here, which in my opinion are still one of the very best ways, one of the very best selling mechanisms for online courses and online course 
businesses. But before we get into that, before we get into the webinar masterclass, let me tell you about today's sponsor of this episode, and that is Bonjoro, one of my favorite tools in my tech stack. I have been using it for years and years and years. The way I personally use it is every time somebody signs up for my piano course, they'll get like a little 15 second personalized video from me calling them out by name, thanking them for sending me money through the internet and, and signing up for my piano course and letting them know that me and my team are there for them if they need anything. And to this day, people are just blown away by receiving that. There's so many automations and for the most part, it is pretty passive, the business itself and, and runs itself pretty well. But that is one place where I jump in there and I will personally send somebody a video and it makes a huge impact. It, it has reduced refund rates and increased overall satisfaction and success rates. And if you're not doing something similar, I do encourage you to do that as well. I know so many people that have listened to this podcast have implemented some sort of Bonjoro strategy. And look, what Bonjoro does is it makes it really simple to send a video to somebody with an email address. So that is just one use case. That's how I use it in my own online course of business. But there are certainly other use cases as well well. So if you want to check out Bonjour, there is a free trial, but by using this special link, you can get 20% off for life of Bonjour by heading to bonjouro.com slash O-C-G. That's B-O-N-J-O-R-O.com slash O-C-G, which stands for Online Course Guy. And great people, great people over at Bonjouro. We had the creator on a few years back, many, many years now, toward the beginning of this podcast. But great, well-run company and software that that I've used for years and still use to this very day. Once again, bonjoro.com slash OCG. Try it out for free. If you wanted to go on one of their paid plans, it's not very expensive and you can get 20% off for life if you use that link. So a rainstorm has just started here where I live at my studio. So I don't know if you can hear that, but that is completely irrelevant to this story. Just in case you could hear it, I did want to mention it, but focus in. Webinars, webinars, maybe you have a webinar already and you're always looking for tips to make it better. Maybe you're thinking about putting together a webinar because you have some other kind of funnel. You maybe don't have a funnel at all. This is the episode for you all about webinars and just Paul's story and, and how he's running a very, very successful online course business. Without further ado, here's that full conversation between myself and Paul, the trombonist. Hi, Paul. Welcome to the Online Course Show. What's up, Jock? How you doing? Doing good, man. So I want to dig into your story clearly, um, but why don't we start at present day first? Tell me about your current businesses, I think plural, and like your current offers and products that you have as part of your library today. Great question. So we have three sections of my company. One is music education. Another is business consulting. And then another is music production. So in the music education department, I have trombone offers, how to improvise and get better at music. And then in the business consulting, I have a couple programs. One is a mastermind where we teach musicians on how to create a premium offer and get that sales process dialed in. And, and then the, the third music one, music production is a, uh, producing music, songwriting, my horn section and producing artists and recording. So yeah, I've got I've got three business. I mean, I've got two businesses, you have three. Like I I find it hard to just divide my time and focus just among two. How do you do it among three? Well, you just have systems in place and people helping you and 
I like to kind of look at my schedule for the week and plan my day in advance. So like the day before the next day, I put in the calendar what needs to happen. So the whole day is planned. So you're not just going in there like, what do I do today? <laughs> yeah. But how how do you divide your time among the three? I, I'd be willing to guess maybe one of them takes up more time than the others. One takes up less time. It's pretty evenly, actually. And you just you just go with what you need to do to move it forward. And you focus on that. Okay. So I'm guessing the music, music education one is the one that uh, was the first one. Is that right? Yeah. So I first started putting videos up on YouTube and everything, trombone playing, and then also trombone tutorials. And I did it for years and I didn't really quite know how to monetize it. You know, I sold like some t-shirts or whatever, but it never really, never really moved the needle so much. And at this time I was teaching lessons in Los Angeles and gigging out and doing sessions and everything like that, freelancing. And I had an album and what happened, Jacques, was I first sold the album and then I was like, I just want everyone to hear this album. I just wanted to get out into the world. So I gave it away and to give it away, people had to opt in with their email address for the autoresponder. I didn't think anything of it at the time, nothing. I didn't even know the power of the email at this time. And then a year later, I had a trombone method book that I wrote and I sent one email and it made $6,000. And I was like, what? I thought the email list was so 1990s. I didn't know anyone uses these emails. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so then it led me on this journey that what I discovered, all the online entrepreneurs, the bigger your list, the bigger your business. I started to understand the sales process. I started to understand the power of the list and how to take someone through a sales process. And then I started to discover paid advertising. And then knowing the data and how to scale up these offers and what a lead's worth to your business. Then I figured out webinars and how to have people opt into webinars and sell courses. And then it was just like that, you know, and it just led me into that rabbit hole. You threw out a lot of buzzwords, you know, pays ads, webinars, and you're kind of making it sound easy. I know a lot of people, you know, they they hear about some of those things work and they try it for themselves and um, it doesn't necessarily work as well for them. Let's let's run through and, and unpack some of this in a little more detail. You were um, you, you you've clearly been playing trombone, been into music a very very long time. You were uh, a local teacher in Los Angeles. You started putting videos on YouTube, and these videos were what were they more performance or were they more training? Both. They're completely split 50-50. And I did crazy things to get people's attention. I write songs for celebrities because I knew they would tweet them out. And then I would do like certain things to get featured on certain blogs. Like if a new iPhone came out, I'd write a song about it. So Mashable would feature me and then I'd get a ton of traffic. And I would do like crazy stuff like that just to build the following and just to kind of have a brand awareness, Paul the Trombonist, that brand. And I didn't really know how to monetize it. I just knew I wanted traffic towards that brand. And you started, so you started this brand, you started the YouTube channel around what time, what, what year was this? Twenty. 10. 2010. Okay. And then eventually uh, you decided to do the whole ebook thing. When was that? 2015, 16. Okay. And then from there, course was the next monetization strategy? Yeah. Various courses, various books. I wrote like four or five different music books, education books. 
How did you, how are you differentiating yourself from other trombone education? Like with me and the, the way I've differentiated myself, clearly it's in my brand name is promising to learn very, very quickly. Um, have you differentiated or did you differentiate yourself in any significant way other than the fact that they got to learn from Paul, the trombonist? Yeah, it's a great question. So I like to have like the three aspects of trombone playing, you know, long tones, lip slurs, articulation. And once you get those together, then the fundamentals of trombone playing fall into place. But then also we have to have the fundamentals of rhythm, melody, and harmony. So those are the music fundamentals, but we also have the trombone fundamentals. And then usually those six pillars, you can do really well. My improv offer, the angle I have for that is a lot of people think they need to learn all the scales to improvise, and it's very overwhelming, the scales on here and everything. And what the approach I have for that offer is chord tones. If you learn how to improvise on just chord tones, one, three, five, seven, you can have beautiful melodic solos and just connect it by half steps. So that's the angle I have for that offer. And that angle seems to do really well and resonates with people. How big, how big is the market? I mean, I'm pretty familiar with the uh, you know piano learning market. It's it's definitely like top two instruments, if not the top. I don't know where trombone falls on the list, but do you have any idea how big your, your market is? It's hundreds of thousands of people, Jacques. What what's your like what's your typical demographic of person? Well, a lot of my students are older and want to get back into it. The ones that are the ones that are, I guess you can say buyers. <laughs> okay. Maybe they played in like the high school marching band or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But there is a huge, you know, if you look at the analytics, it's probably from even marching band in high school on up to over 65. When, at what point was it where you knew that the, the, your online music education part was, was working? Was it when you made the $6,000 from the ebook or was it a certain, you know, online course launch? Great question. So I was in massive student loan debt from going to Berkeley. Even though I had a scholarship, I still had a debt. It was in six figures and it was scary and traumatizing. Once I knew the ebook was selling and I knew how to write emails, build the list and get cash injections, that ebook paid off that student loan. And it was from there, I knew that I never had to worry about money again because I figured it out. Just from an ebook. Yeah. And the traffic you had coming in to the ebook way back then was, it sounds like it was probably a combination of organic with these different uh, news outlets, the YouTube channel, plus paid ads. Correct. So I started organically first because I already had people in my world. So I was putting up videos, directing them to the book, putting up videos, directing them to the book, getting them on the email list, writing out uh, emails in real time, also putting them on an email sequence. And then I started to learn paid ads, but since I had such this huge organic following that have already been watching my videos, a lot of them went viral, I could retarget them with ads and it was very low cost, right? Then I would do crazy things like this, Jacques. I would do like facts about the trombone. And then it was like some like video and it showed like all the facts of the trombone and that video would go viral. And if all the people would share it and I'd share it in the trombone groups and I'd start like trombone groups and it would share in there. And then I'd retarget everyone that watched that video with ads for my book. <laughs> yeah, very cool. Are you are you still doing that type of thing today? 
yeah, that book sells all the time. I'm not running an ads to it. It's completely organic with the sales for that book, just because it's on so many YouTube, hundreds of YouTube videos. And then in Google, it, it just gets this natural SEO where it just sells, you know. But I do run some traffic to some webinars now for some other offers. I'm on your I'm on just your homepage right now, paulthetrombonus.com, and I see there's several books that I could buy ranging anywhere from like fifteen dollars to thirty dollars. It looks like, yeah. What's the? And I'm guessing any anything higher than that, like a like an online course offer or something, is probably more within a funnel. Totally. So if you see on that website, you have the books that people can buy, but then there's these free classes, mm -hmm. and those free classes take people through a sales process, gives a free lesson, which is a webinar. And then makes offers into some courses. And so, then there's some that are hidden too. I don't I don't put all of my funnels publicly. Some of them are just strictly hidden through advertising. Okay, sure. I understand. Um, so like I'm looking at this, how to improvise for all levels and instruments uh, without being intimidated by the process. Click here to attend the fr uh, this free class. So that's going to take me to the start of an evergreen webinar funnel. Correct. I'm guessing. Correct. Okay. Walk me through the the funnel. The mo most of the successful ones I see are fairly um, fairly simple. It's um, it's kind of an on demand video that they opt in for, and then um, you're really trying to get people to watch it. And a lot of people buy through there, but the people that don't buy, there's some follow ups, and there's uh, X number of days that they have to take advantage of the offer. Is that how yours works? Mine's. For that improv offer is very similar to that. It's a pretty short, it's like a five-day window of automations. But that's, that's right. essentially it's, it's a, how it, it works. Goes, like people yeah, it goes add, it goes add webinar on the very next page after they opt in, it starts. Mm -hmm. And then from there they can enroll. What happens if they don't uh, buy on the webinar? Then I mean they have like five days to get in, or they can get in at any time. It's not like a hard close, you know, <laughs> like they can still get back into it. Okay. So there's no, there's no urgency at all. There's urgency, but it's, it's a different type. It's not like a, there's urgency, but it's an open-ended urgency. <laughs> tell me, tell me more about that. What is open-ended urgency? Open-ended, it's, it's closing soon, but there's no like date to it. Okay. Yeah. So there's never there's never a last call final chance email. It's all more just generic. Hey, this is not going to be up forever. Yeah, exactly. I honestly haven't heard that approach. Uh, most of the like wildly successful webinar funnels and whatnot that I see, there is like a hard deadline, and it doesn't necessarily mean that the whole offer goes away. But there's something that's going away. Whether it is the whole offer, whether it is a discounted price, or even just one of the bonuses that are included, it's like, hey, this is your last chance. In four hours, you will no longer be able to get this thing. You're telling me yours does not work like that. Well, it's a completely evergreen and on demand. So I say that the offer won't be around forever. No, look, I'm not I'm not questioning your approach because clearly it's working for you. I'm just trying to make sure I'm understanding the approach. Yeah. Because yes, it's a little different than what I've seen. Yeah. So you are not using deadline funnel? No. Interesting. What do you have any data on like what where in the funnel most people buy? Like which day inside the funnel? Yeah, it's a great question. They usually, most of the sales come from right after they watch it. 
So kind of at the end of the webinar. Yeah, exactly. And there's and there's no incentive specifically that you're giving people to buy at that point in time. The incentive is that the price, the original price of it when we first launched it was like five times the amount. And now it's on like a special promotion that we've been running. So if they want to get in, they're going to get that special promotion. Okay. So it's like, hey, we've we have this, we have this offer. Historically, it's been this price, but now you can get in at this price. And so people are taking advantage of the offer because of um it's kind of like the it's kind of like inverse urgency. It's like now this amazing price is available. It's not that, hey, this is your very last chance to get this price. It's like, hey, here's the opportunity. It's not here for everybody. Here it is. Take advantage of it while you can. Yeah, you got it. It's totally it. Interesting. Very interesting. I don't mean to like beat a dead horse. I just, uh, this is a little bit different approach than I've seen. So I'll, I'll try to make this the last question about it, but have you considered adding that back end urgency as well? When I do, when I first did this live, there was complete back end urgency, which you're talking about. Okay. So you, you, but you don't have that today. Because so we I'm shut it, it down. We shut it down, you know, and you couldn't get in unless it was on the, the webinar, but now it's kind of an ongoing course. And you found that works just as well, I guess. For this offer, it does. Not for every single offer. Like, There's a couple other offers where we have the webinar to book a call. Right. And that's probably more high ticket stuff. You got it. And would that fall, the, that type of offer probably falls more into the business consulting category? Exactly. Business. Okay. So let's talk about that one and the funnel within that one. That is more of evergreen webinar leading into like either an application or a sales call. Exactly. Okay. So is there urgency on that? Yes. What is the urgency? The urgency there is that we have a member cap. And once the member cap's filled, then we don't accept any new clients until there's a spot open. What is that member cap? Well, it depends. But right now on that program, the member cap is about 50 members that we want to work with. Gotcha. Yeah. And I've seen a little bit of information from you on that, on the business consulting. And you, I think you even alluded to it at the beginning of this, but that is, that is not g general business. That is not even like digital product businesses. That is specifically for musicians, right? It's, it's people have to be in the music niche to get your business consulting, right? You got it. Okay. So tell me about your demographic there. What, what type of musicians, what are they looking to accomplish? A lot of them were like how I used to be in the past. They may have like an ebook or something. They may have some lessons they're teaching. They may put up some YouTube videos. They may have a low ticket course. And what we do is we help them to repackage everything and turn it into a premium offer and work with premium students. And they may have less customers, but they have more serious customers and their revenue is much higher. All right. So can we can we do a little hypothetical? Uh, the you know with piano in twenty one days, um, our highest priced offer is about eight hundred dollars. I'd imagine you're talking about something even more higher priced than that for somebody going through your program. Yeah, we recommend our clients to sell nothing less than three grand. Most of them are selling a program for five grand. Wow, in the music niche. Okay. So what, like, I'm not looking for you to give away all your secrets, all your secret sauce and everything, but at a high level, you know, I start working with you, Paul, I tell you, you know, we've done pretty, pretty well, but I'm looking to get, um, a more premium offer, more premium student, 
like what are some of the like what are some of the changes that I would make? What are what would you know my program end up looking like? It feels like it'd be a lot more hands on, a lot more interactive to charge that pricing. So there's three components to it. First component is you need a roadmap and what the desired end result is going to be. So there's the content section of it. The second component component is there needs to be some coaching. So there's a couple calls you do each week. And then the third component is a community where everyone's sharing the same vision to get to that end result. So and that's, yeah, go ahead. So that's essentially what the premium offer is. So that is, that is what you teach the, the musicians that sign up with you to set up for themselves and for their students. Exactly. So my top client right now, he's a trumpet educator. He's 26 years old. And he's at about $50,000 a month uh, selling a premium trumpet program. So he sells it for around $5,000. He gets about 10 new people each month. Correct. It's hard for me to understand how people are willing to pay $5,000 to learn trumpet. Well, it's actually cheaper than studying privately. So if you were just to take a lesson for $100, which is like 1990s pricing for studying privately, throughout the course of a year, it's actually over $5,000. So you're actually saving them money and giving them a better experience because you're using the power of the mastermind, which is tons of different brains that are helping each other get to that result. Wow. So I'm guessing this is a model that you developed yourself and you, you launched a higher ticket program, maybe a three or $5,000 program for yourself, like teaching your trombone audience and then saw how well it could work and started teaching this, this higher ticket uh, method for musicians. Yeah, that's correct. So I had a program called Passion Builders, which was actually just showing people how I did what I did with the ebook and the courses and everything. And then that program, I had the sales process, which was this sales process. As I was working with my clients in there, we were getting results, which I was just talking about. And then from there, we developed another program, just taking the best of what we discovered working with those amount of clients, because like 400 people enrolled in there. And how the ones that were getting the highest revenue and everything, and we turned it into this mastermind that that I'm coaching people inside right now. It's called the Seven Figure Entrepreneurs Club. And in there, it's musicians selling a premium using that same process that we discovered along the years. Wow. How are you how are you um getting people like what's top of funnel for that program? Is that is that paid ads or are you just using your list or what? So a lot of them, like the first initial students were previous customers of mine because they got results with me in the past. And then we started running ads. So yeah, it's total ads. You know, ads is the way to go because what I discovered with ads is if you know your numbers, you can have consistent revenue coming in. And really everything Jacques comes down to that webinar. If you got a good webinar, it does most of the heavy lifting for you. People are begging to work with you. So that's what we really teach everyone to do is to build an amazing webinar that blows people's minds. So when then they get on the call with you, they're ready to go. You're just seeing if it's a good fit for both of you guys. How do you build an amazing webinar then? You have to know what's in your customers' minds. What do they really want? What is holding them back? Why wouldn't they want to move forward on something like this? What objections do they have? You write them all down. And I always like to think about it like this, Jacques. You're in a courtroom. You got to prove your case to the jury. When you're proving your case to the jury, that's the webinar. If you do it correctly, the jury 
votes in your favor. So you make this list of objections and then you just throughout your webinar help them overcome each objection? Yeah. So you you familiar with the the big domino? Yes, of course. We're, uh, Russell Brunson, Big Domino, Expert Secrets. Yeah, yes, exactly. So the Big Domino, I usually like to think about it is the nucleus of everything in your marketing. So if I can make audience believe that path is best way to desired future, and the best way to get there is through offer name, all objections become irrelevant and then want to invest. Okay. So what you need to do is you have that memorized and you want to prop up that path is a new way. And you want to throw rocks at the old way. And the new way can be an old way. You just got to position it as a new way. For example, my improv webinar, the domino for that is if I can make musicians believe that chord tones are the best way to unlock your ability to improvise and connect with your instrument. And the only way through is my program name, then the one to invest. So for there, I prop up chord tones is the new way. And I throw rocks at scales. And you think about all the old ways, right? For my client, Matt, the, the trumpet player I was telling you about, the position he has is if you can breathe like an opera player and apply that to your trump trumpet playing, it's going to unlock your ability. And then he's throwing rocks at all the, the other ways that people would do it. And when you do it correctly and you support it with case studies, examples, statistics, stories, what ends up happening, Jacques, is that people are like, oh my gosh, I see things completely differently than I did before. And when you do that, it shifts their paradigm. And the only place they can get this transfer, they can do it on their own. But if when you do it correctly, you are the only place they can do this with. It's kind of like, uh, you're familiar with Alex Hormozzi, $100 million offers. He talks about being in the category of one. That sounds like what you're talking about, where you're not positioning yourself as a commodity where they're where you're battling over price. But if you're the if you are the solution, you're you are in a category of one. It almost doesn't matter what the price is. Totally, exactly. I I I feel like I'm somewhat doing what you're saying. Like with my piano webinar, you know, I've got a webinar funnel as well that's been responsible for um, the majority of our sales throughout the years. And the big domino for us is, would be getting people to, um, the path would be like chords and improvisation, that those two things combined, because normally with piano, people associate the learning process with classical and sheet music. And that's the, that's the, the enemy I have to throw rocks out at throughout the presentation. And so, um, I hopefully get them believing that they can, that chords and improvisation is right for them and that they can actually do it through examples, a little bit of teaching, through um, case studies, and and so on. So does that sound like kind of, yeah, kind of the model? Yeah, you're totally doing you're... it, man. You're totally doing okay. it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you opt in for the, your webinars. Somebody opts in. It's on-demand webinar. Have you have you thought about or in the past used some any of the fancy Evergreen webinar software, or has it always been just like an on-demand video? I have in the past. There's a lot of issues I notice where there's some technical issues on the cell phones and everything. And what we discovered is if after they opt in, boom, they see it right there. And like a lot of people, you know, they're 
their time, like if they don't get that dopamine hit for what they're looking for right away, they're gone. So we want to hit them right away. And then from there, we just have it automatically start. And what else I've been doing, Jacques, is I've been putting the captions beneath the video too. So there's captions if the sound's off. And I found that that really helps the retention. Really? A lot. Because people will just watch the captions in the doctor's office, you know, if they don't have earphones, they see uh-huh. some ad and they opt in and they'll just read those captions. So we caption all the webinars now. Really? Okay. So are you using like a professional service like Rev to get the the really dialed in captions? Yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. Rev.com. Uh, that's interesting. I'm going to, I don't have captions turned on for my webinar. It feels like, it just feels like it would be a little a little annoying, a little intrusive to have burned in captions. And that's what we're talking about, right? Burned in to where they can't turn it off. Burned in. But you're saying you've, you've tested it and it works. It was working. And then another thing we like to do is we like to lead with a result, like the most insane results you want. So like, for example, we got a client, Damani, he hit his first 10 K month, second week working with us. We have another client, Nick, he hit his first $5,000 day the third day working with us. So what we do on this webinar is we just hit him with those results like right away. Like Damani's teaching drums, first 10K a month, boom. Then uh, And then uh, Nick, he hit his first whatever in three days working with us and he's teaching music too. And then boom, 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 boom. What do they all have in common? They all sat through this same webinar before. So you're not going to want to go anywhere. And I'm going to give you a special gift, but I'm not going to tell you where it's at. It's not at the end because I don't want you just scrolling to the end. It's somewhere in this <laughs> presentation. So then all of a Paul, sudden, you got to watch it, you know? I got to be honest with you, Paul. I got to tell you something. When I first came across you a couple years ago, I, I, was, I was funnel hacking you a little bit. And that is one thing that struck me about your webinar that I hadn't really seen. You know, I don't, I don't think Russell Brunson teaches that. I hadn't really seen it anywhere. And I noticed right off the bat you jump straight in with like testimonials, like immediately. And that is something that I did add to my piano webinar after after seeing you do that. Cause I was like, holy smokes, that's really effective at getting that social proof that this webinar, this hour that they're about to invest in their time is truly worth it. And so I did, I did funnel hack you a little bit and, and caught that. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You lead with the result. And then then they can't turn away. I always like to think about it like an action movie, Jacques. Like it's an action movie. You know, like the best movies, it, it like starts right away. It's not this boring intro. Like some of those those movies, like so boring. It's like, am I gonna watch this thing? Oh gosh, the credits are rolling. Uh, but then the other movies it was like hits you right away. It's like, whoa, I can't stop now. I can't stop watching. That's how I like my webinars to be. I like to, to be like an action movie. Like you can't turn away. You feel like if you leave this webinar, you're going to be missing the greatest opportunity of your life. And that's, you're not just talking about these testimonies at the beginning. Now you're talking about like throughout the entire webinar. Yeah. And you keep looping them. So what I, another thing I like to do is I like to create like an open loop. So I'll like hint at something and be like, oh, okay, more about that in a moment, you know, more about that in a moment. Okay. I'm going to get to that. Okay. Boom. So then all of a sudden people's minds, as they watch your webinars, they're going to be like, there's something important that he was going to say. I can't leave. You see, you keep these open loops going. And then you get to it later, and then you create another open loop. So the whole webinar is this open loop. Well, that's that's one of the the arts of great storytelling, too, is, is leaving little open loops here and there. 
Where did you, where did you, like, how did you become such an expert on webinars? Was it any one resource or just like lots of, lots of education, lots of examples? Great question. So when I was first coming up on this and I found that webinars were so powerful, I researched everyone that made millions of dollars on their webinars and I watched them and I transcribed them. I found patterns in them and I transcribed them like I did trombone licks. So I internalized the language patterns and then I went through a lot of webinar education. Give a huge shout out to Jason Fladlin. He's the webinar king. So I learned tons from Jason. Jason's the best. You know, Jason's like, and just the way he presents webinars, I learned a lot from him. So I got to give a real shout out to Jason. I'm not, I'm not super familiar with him. Is, is, does he have some sort of program or mastermind you are part of to learn from him? I have invested in mentorship with him in the past. And he has a book out. It's really good. It's called the uh, One to Many. Great book on webinars. That's on Amazon. I'm going to look it up right now. Yeah, it's a great book. He's the king. He taught Russell, Jacques. He, Russell learned mostly everything from him. Really? Oh, my I'm, gosh. You, you okay. know, the whole perfect webinar thing, uh, Jason was like the OG of it all. Really? Okay. So is it, spell, spell his last name for me? F-L-A-D-I-E-N. Flatlin. Okay. One to many. The secret to webinar success. Yeah, he's like, he has the record for the most money made on webinars. Okay. This is this is very interesting because, you know, I'll get a lot of people coming to work with me and they're like, you know, Jacques, I can't, I can't make this thing work. You know, I've got, I've got a funnel, I've got all these things, but they don't necessarily have a webinar. And they're like, are, are webinars still, are they still the way to go here in 2022, going into 2023? I'm like, yes. And I'm saying that because, not because, you know, one person says it because it's working for me, but like there's still all these examples out there of people crushing it with a very simple evergreen webinar funnel. And it sounds like for you, when you're advising people, there's like no question if you're going to succeed with this webinar. Webinar. And look, you got to be patient too. You got to, you can't just do a webinar and like, oh, it's not going to be it. You got to tweak the thing. You got to look at what are people responding to? What are their objections? What are they saying? Send them to why didn't you move forward survey, get the answers, address them in the webinars. When you do the calls with people, what are they saying? Put it in the webinars to address it so it's no longer in a concern, right? And you keep refining these things. I'll refine my webinars 10 times. I don't stop. And that's what it takes. That's what it takes yeah. because once you dial it in, you know, people don't want to hear that, man. People want easy. They don't want to redo their webinar 10 times. This new webinar that I, that I have running, I created it in August, and I think it's on its sixth version right now. In just a few months. Yes, sir. And that's based on, that's based on like actual analytics, like seeing where people getting are dropping off. It's based on the phone conversations. It's based on email conversations. It's based on all of it. So we will keep a note of it all. Like, what are people saying? And then what I like to do is on the email sequence, like, why don't you move forward? Why don't you book a call, right? And I send them to a survey on the email sequence. And in there, they'll give you a lot of information that you can then put in the webinars in the future. Do you, for the, for the funnels that you have that 
lead to a phone call. Do you reveal the price on the webinar? No, but I tell them it's not cheap. <laughs> they they know. You know, they know the because the price can change. So I don't want to have to redo the webinar every time the price changes. But they know it's not cheap. And there's a lot of ways you can position this, Jacques. You could say something like, wouldn't you agree that it's better to spend a little bit more and be assured that you're going to get everything else that you need to succeed in this rather than to spend a little bit less somewhere else and possibly risk losing it all? You know, does that make sense? It like, does. And, and then uh, what happens is uh, you, as long as you can position your offer, you so you can price anchor anything where even if it's a premium pricing, it's still a good deal. You just compare it to one of them. One great price anchor is comparing it to college. What I spent when I went to school, right? And you can do that. And even so one way I like to tell my uh, my students, my clients here is because a lot they do music offers, right? So even if somebody were to just go to the average community college with just some average musician, maybe above average teaching there, the average cost of that throughout the country would be da 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 da. So wouldn't you agree that even if you charge blank, it's a deal? Because that's price anchoring. Because it's $15,000 to go to the average community college. Mm. See? So even if you charge five grand and you're working right with the expert, getting that attention, you're actually saving money. Okay. Instead of saying, it's expensive, it's five grand. (laughs) You know? (laughs) It's all perception. So then once the value exceeds the price... People buy. See, people don't buy for how much stuff is in the offer. They buy for the result. Can you get the result? And it's all based on trust. How are they going to get that trust? Well, you got to show it. You got to show you know what you're doing. Show the results. Lead with the results. So even if you can get one result, you parade that result around and shout it from the mountaintops. My first webinar, I only had one result. And what I did in there is I shouted it from the mountaintops. And then I just started to build more results as more people started getting results. So you only need one result to just like completely build your business with. So you do everything in your power to help someone have that transformation. So what you're saying is if somebody's getting more getting started and they're like, Paul, this sounds great, but like I haven't even helped one person get this awesome result yet. What you're saying is, get like do whatever it takes to get one person if it's working for free or whatever you got to do you know it's it's helping your brother get one great result and then really really share that and then that's going to help you get the second person to sign up help them get an awesome result now you've got two awesome results and just it kind of snowballs from there totally even if you have to like offer that person a massive discount to for so they work with you just because that result is worth more than money to you. What 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 do you uh how do you answer this question? Paul, how long should my webinar be? As long as it needs to be to prove your case to the jury. If you can prove your case to the jury in 20 minutes, that's good. If it takes you an hour, make it an hour. As long as it needs to be to prove your case to that jury. The better the webinar is, the less you got to do on the call. 
The worse your webinar is, the more the longer the calls need to be, and maybe you need to do a couple calls to build that trust. So the With, more you can do on the front end, the better. If you put together such an amazing webinar, why do you still need the call? Because everyone has everyone has their own desires and struggles. And they just need that reassurance that what your offer is offering is what the vehicle they need to get to that desire. So the human connection, what's beautiful about it is you can adjust for these variations from people to people in real time. Whereas if it's totally automated, you have to be a complete wizard. And it's a lot more effort to make the sale. Are you doing the sales call yourself? I have a team, but I have done over a thousand calls myself. So I am a veteran. Yeah. How do you, how, how do you hire somebody to do these sales calls? Great question. So what I recommend, Jacques, is that you start internally first with someone that believes in your offer. So you want to start with somebody that's already bought in. So this is a student of yours that knows that you are the real deal and that your stuff works. And they're going to believe in that. And since sales is a transference of energy, that will be felt on the calls when they are selling your offer. So you can easily train them because they're already bought in. And who doesn't want extra money? So you should be able to find somebody. Is that a commission-based role? Yeah. So it's a commission on cash collected. Okay. I see the uh, Two Comma Club Award there to the side of you on your wall. When did you get that? I got that two years ago. 2020? What's it say? Oh, 2021. I guess it was last year. Cool. Did you go did you go take the picture with Russell Brunson and all that? Or I did you I did not do that, but I will I want to do that. So I'll go and do that. Cool. So which business is that for? That is for the Passion Builders program that I was telling you about. All right. So is ClickFunnels one of your main tools that you use? Yeah, totally. I use it for the opt-ins. Okay. And I host a webinar on demand on it too. So what do you use for like your, your pre-recorded training, like course platform? I'm using school uh, for the course platform for the, the mastermind. Well, that's, that's fairly new. I mean, what, what did you use before school? Facebook groups and click funnels for the course platform. Okay. So you were, you, you had your courses and stuff in click funnels and you've moved those over to school. Yeah. We're at school. That's cool. I, I love the way that school, you're talking about Sam Elvin's product, right? Yeah. I love the way it's the, uh, the, the look and feel of it. There's some things I don't love about it. Um, what I did was I had somebody, I hired somebody to customize Kajabi to look just like school. Oh, cool. So now people log into my program and it looks like the way school looks, but it's actually built on Kajabi. Nice. I love the simplicity of it. What other tools are you using? Active campaign for emails. Same. Yeah, I like that platform a lot. I like their customer service too. It's really good. Yeah. 
And what else are we using? Using, that's about it. I mean, all you need is ClickFunnels, place to host your program, and uh, email, fighter. Oh, Hyros. Use paid Hyros. Ads, paid ads analytics. Yes, 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 Hyros. And actually, you know what's really good about that is you can find out where the sales are coming from from every email you sent, like what emails are making the sales. And you can also find out like organic, like videos you put up if they came through there and you can see their whole entire sales journey. Mm -hmm. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm not a big paid ads guy. Uh, Hyros, it's fairly pricey though. Are you familiar with how much you're paying for Hyros? Yeah, it's a premium pricing, but if it can even make, if you're selling a premium offer and it can even make you one more sale, it pays for itself. You know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> yeah, for no, for sure. It's all, I mean, everything in life, like we got to be able to get out of it more than what we put into it. Um, but we're talking like maybe a thousand dollars a month. It's dependent on how much revenue you're bringing in. So okay. it's completely different for everyone. Oh, it is. Okay. Interesting. Um, all right. So that's, so fairly simple software stack. It sounds like. Yeah. And Vimeo to host all the lessons. Yeah. And then just embed those through school. Oh, see, that's, that's one, one knock on school, right? They don't do video hosting. They're eventually going to, I heard. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's say somebody comes to you, Paul, and they're just getting started, whether they're in a music niche or not, they're just, they, they, they're intrigued by this idea of selling knowledge, um, you know, whether it's a music niche or, you know, teaching foreign languages or basket weaving or um, whatever, whatever niche it is, what's, what's kind of that high level path that you recommend somebody goes down to start from nothing to get to results? Great question. So have they ever had any previous students in anything they've done or are they just starting to, to teach? They've never taught before. I mean, I, I, the, the easy answer for me is to say like, Sure, both. I mean, I would say just go go at it in whichever direction you'd like. Okay, so there's two answers to this depending on where they're coming at in the journey. You know, typically, the typical story is somebody has a lot of experience doing the thing themselves, but not so much teaching other people, right? So they're really good at, um, they're really good at photography, but that they haven't necessarily taught anybody else photography yet. They just know that they're really good at it. So let's take that example there. Yeah, it's a great example. So I would just start putting up tutorials up on YouTube because it's the most evergreen platform. As, as you know, you have a good YouTube channel, just the gift that keeps giving. And then seeing how the community responds to their style and everything. And then you can even cut up those videos into short form content, other social networks too, and see what people are saying and everything. And then just get some eyeballs on what you're doing. And then what I would do is I would do like the, I think I may do something like this, but I want to see if anyone's interested before I do kind of post. <laughs> and then I would say like, yeah, so I'm thinking about putting together blank, but before I do, I just want to see if there's any interest before I do something like this. Would anybody be here be interested in something like that? And then people will say, yes, yes, yes. And then those are your leads. Okay. So then what you do with those people is you say, okay, awesome. So would you still be interested in something like that? Okay, cool, boom. And then what I would do is I would get them on a Zoom chat. And then I would put together the vision of what I was going to put together. And I would have it like on just a one-pager thing where it's like, you know, I'm thinking about doing this, 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 this. There's going to be this many people. It's going to be like this. This is the end result. This is what I'm putting together. Would you be interested in? 
And then from there, they get some sort of like founding members discount or something if you can use their results as future case studies. So it's a lot of incentive to get in at the ground floor, right? And then uh, I would do that and I would just have conversations with people. And then I would I would not even create anything first unless I knew I could sell it. And then that's, what, that's the first step I would do. And then once you know you can sell it, well, then you can start talking about putting together some webinars and make it evergreen and running traffic to it and all that. You make it sound kind of easy. In your opinion, is it easy? It's a lot easier than the alternative, which is not knowing where your income's coming from, being dependent on other people for work, giving your time for dollars for the rest of your life, waiting for the phone to ring. It's a lot easier than that. That's fair. Where do you think... um... Where do you think this whole industry is going? Because, you know, I started this podcast a little over five years ago. It's called The Online Course Show, right? I've got courses, but I've also got programs that you wouldn't necessarily consider online courses. You know, they're they're, uh, coaching programs or masterminds, and um, you've got programs that are significantly more than online courses. Do you think it's going to keep going in a direction like that? And do you think that the word like online course is going to be obsolete one day. I think as long as there are human beings, there will be knowledge that people pay for because it's actually the greatest asset in the world is knowledge. And the biggest expense in life is the lack of knowledge because if you knew how to do things, you know how to do things. So what you need to do is realize that as long as there are people, there's people that are going to pay for knowledge. That's brilliant. That could be that could be part of like the the intro for this podcast now, right? As as long what did you say? As long as there's people, then people are going to pay for knowledge. Yeah, always. It's been going on since humans existed. Right there's on. been mentors since humans existed. They probably paid with like crops in their yard or whatever, you know, before like the currency existed. Right on. Okay. Very cool. Well, Paul, it's been an honor to get to know you, get to know your story a little bit. Um, that's that's kind of, we've hit the talking points. I love the discussion on webinars for sure. I mean, it blows me away that you, the way you went about becoming such a, such a master of webinars in finding these, uh, finding these successful ones, you know, transcribing them, really picking them apart. Um, and it's it's very reassuring to hear how bullish you are on webinars today and going forward as well. So um, all that being said, thank you so much for joining me. It's uh, been a pleasure for sure. And I know the audience is going to get a lot out of this. Jacques, I appreciate you. Thanks for having me on here. Where where can people find like learn more, find out more about your you and your programs? Let's go to paulthetrombonist.com. Then you'll start seeing my ads or go on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks, Paul. All right. Thank you. All right. Thanks again to Paul the Trombonist for joining me on today's episode. You can find everything he's got to offer by going to paulthetrombonist.com. And thank you out there for listening to another episode of the Online Course Show, for being here, being part of the audience. I truly, truly appreciate you being here. It's not lost on me. Obviously, this wouldn't be here without you. So I appreciate you. I appreciate you, you know, reaching out sometimes and let me know if you like the show or if you don't like the show or the things that could be better 
Always appreciate feedback, both positive and negative. Always appreciate those of you listening out there. You know, you get to listen to all this content from me and the, the guests I bring on. And sometimes I'll hear from people and they've been listening to it for, for years. And I don't know you. You you know me and I don't know you. And I'd be I'd be happy to to know you. So if you if you're one of those that have been listening for years or if this show has impacted you in any way. Happy, happy to hear from you. We, of course, have the Facebook group called the Online Course Community. Not quite as engaged in there as I have been in the past, but that does still exist. You're welcome to join the conversation there. You're welcome to just send me an email as well, jacques at theonlinecourseguy.com. Thanks again. You can find all the show notes and links from today's episode by going to oc.show slash 197, oc.show slash 197. And that is going to put 197 in the books. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time.